Curtin Cade Mornings, not just on the radio. It's a podcast, too. We have a couple of ladies here uh, from A Door of Hope, and they are foster moms as well. We've got Sherry Madre, and we also have Shaylee Schneider. Hi, ladies. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. morning. Thanks for having us on. All right. So, Sherry, you're the one who said it's not about you. It's not about you. (laughs) Move right on in and get closer (laughs) to the mic. I don't want to miss any of this conversation. This is good. You're the director of licensing here. What, What does that really mean? Um, Yes, I'm the director of licensing. What does that mean? That means that I run a team of exceptional support workers that care for our foster families. Um, My husband and I began our fostering journey about 23 years ago when we got married. Um, Like newlywed couples, we wanted to start a family right away, Mm -hmm. um, and that wasn't happening. And so we said to the Lord, if we cannot have a biological child of our own, we're going to take care of yours. And right away we started fostering and um, in Pinellas County um, and our first little one was four years old and he was full of spunk and we started our journey. Um, and there it's basically a roller coaster ride when you start fostering. Yeah. Um, right after that, guess what happened? Right. I got pregnant. Ah! <laughs> and three boys later, 23, 19, 18, and then we have our beautiful daughter through fostering. Um, She's the princess, right? She is oh, the yeah. princess. I knew it. She is the princess. <laughs> yeah. um, and so being in that world and seeing what fostering looks like and walking through it, it definitely affects um, when you bring a child into your home um, that has experienced trauma, it's you're bringing trauma into your mm-hmm. home. And often it affects the dynamics within your family, yes. your marriage, your biological children, your foster kids, and you as mom want to meet the needs of everyone. In I'm that so home. glad, by the way, you brought this up because we need to be honest about what it's like to be a foster care parent, a foster parent. And you mentioned your marriage. Um, you don't have to tell me this. I don't want to put you on the spot. But did it did it impact your marriage and your your family? This you know, have you had challenging seasons as a foster care parent? Absolutely. There's always you know challenges within a, a regular marriage. Exactly. But when you bring a child into your home and foster kiddos, often they have experienced. They they come in with a lot of medical needs because of the trauma that they have experienced. Like our daughter, um, she came in because of traumatic um, brain injury. Um, She was a shaken baby. uh, She experienced shaken baby. Um, So we were at the neurologist's office basically weekly just trying to figure out what was going on. After that, we were in PT. We were in OT. We were in speech. Um, And she is seven years old now. And we're still... Uh, receiving services weekly, twice for OT, once for PT. Um, And so, you know, in all of that, it's like you have to, as a mom, you have to take care of the needs of everyone within your home. And you don't have as much time for hubby like you did. And you don't have as much time for bio. And you want to make sure everybody is taken care of. And so you sometimes experience a drift, you know, like you're not having enough time. Think 
the Lord that we have a great support system within our church that was able to come alongside us and work with us and kind of guide us and older couples within our church as well. Um, and that really impacted us. And yes, um, the times we had very little time together and often you're tired at the end of the night because yeah. you're running all day long. So definitely impact some parts of, of our marriage as well. Okay, so what about your relationship with Jesus, your time with the Lord in the midst of the crazy chaos? Um, how do you do that? So for me, after I got everybody to school and our little ones to daycare, I would sit in my car because those were the moments where I just had a moment by myself. And as a mom, I felt like during fostering, that was when I was stretched the most, but that's when I felt the presence of the Lord. And I would sit and I would bring out my devotional and tears would be flowing because I'm exhausted, but there was no one else to turn to but Jesus. And I would read my devotional. And um, often, you know, we had uh, friends that I would just call and they would pray with me and just renewing it just just renewing my strength and then uh starting my day at work because we all had full-time jobs and then starting all over again and pick up um in the afternoon and taking the therapy going home doing dinner um getting everybody bathed and ready for bed so um it was the lord and i love those moments because it was him who was guiding me there was no one else but him so uh even though it was hard um, I felt the presence of the Lord right there next to me. Even though it's hard, it's the hard that made it good. Yes. Yes. Wow, that's good. And, um, you know, like our, our kiddos, they didn't ask to be placed in the situation. Yeah. Um, and But here's an opportunity where we can bring them into our homes and share the gospel. And not just to our foster kids, but their moms and dads. There was many times when I was supervising visits that I would hold hands and pray with them, give them devotional, love on them, tell them that they're worthy, that Jesus loves them. And we're going to do this together and thank them because of them i have this opportunity to share life with this beautiful child that's in my home so that part uh, my husband and i are definitely passionate about and it's connecting with bio families sharing the gospel and loving on them thank you for taking some time to listen to this episode of the curtain cape mornings podcast we always welcome a review with your thoughts and comments and please feel free to subscribe and follow us as well Hey, Shaylee, uh, how did you become a foster parent? Tell us that story. The Lord put foster care on my heart before he put it on my husband's, and we were in a season of life that just didn't feel like the right time. So I kept mm -hmm. putting it to the back of my mind, and I'm like, okay, not not yet, Lord, maybe, maybe someday. Um, our pastor said recently that God goes to extreme measures to get our attention sometimes, and yeah. this is a... A two-by-four upside the head <laughs> no, 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 almost. <laughs> yeah. uh, so... A billboard went up on my daily drive. I, I turned out of my neighborhood, and if I went anywhere, I saw this billboard that said, become a foster parent today. So I thought, okay, God, I hear you. I can't, I can't I put it. this to the back of my mind. Uh, but my husband was in the Army, and we were getting ready to move to our next duty station. So as soon as we got there, we started the licensing process. Um, it was long. It was different in Texas uh, than it is here, and it took, it took longer than some of our Door of Hope families take. But we were starting to get a little bit frustrated because my husband was on a timeline. And if we were not licensed by January 1st, it probably wouldn't work out. 
And so classes kept getting canceled and things kept happening. And we just kept praying, Lord, if this is what you have planned for us, then please just just put the pieces in place so it will work out. We got licensed on December 31st. (laughs) Our agency wasn't even open that day, but they knew we had a timeline and they came out and they licensed us. And so a few days later, we got a call um, about three little kids who were in a shelter. They'd been there for three months and they needed a home. So they were six months old, 16 months, and two and a half years old. Uh-huh. Uh, we had two, What a combo. <laughs> wow. We had two biological kids who were through four and seven at the uh-huh. time. And so I thought, my husband and I thought, we've raised kids those ages. We'll be okay. It's not a big deal. <laughs> and so basically overnight, we went from having two kids to having five kids. And we had really good All training. under seven. All under seven. All under seven. And a funny part of our story is my husband and I planned out our biological kids perfectly three years apart, almost to the day. Today is my son's birthday, actually. Um, But then the Lord, because he has a sense of humor, gave us these three kids who were all born within 25 months of each other. So the when when we when they came into our home, our world was turned upside down. Yeah. Because we thought we knew what it was like, and we knew that we were doing what the Lord called us to do, but it was so much harder Mm. than we could have ever imagined. And so I say sometimes I cried as much as my babies cried, just crying out to the Lord and praying, Lord, why is this so hard? This is what you called me to do. And, you know, I I was praying one day, and I just felt like the Lord told me, you were never called to be comfortable. And uh-huh. I've always remembered that. Never, and it's not about you. No, yeah, it's not yeah. about me. It's never about me. I actually have a sign that I've had in my house for years that say says, things that matter are hard. Mm-hmm. And that's yes. true. Yeah. And it was hard, but we got through it. We had some services in place. My kids had OT. They had speech. They had um, physical therapy. They had all sorts of therapies. And little by little, we started to make progress. They stabilized. And then we decided, well... We've been pretty successful with this. Let's take number six. And so we had we had six kids, different kids at different times over the next few years. Um, some of them successfully reunified. And then we eventually ended up do- adopting number six before we moved to our next duty station. Wow. 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 What a great story that is. I love that. But as you said, there are a lot of um, a lot of needs for the foster families. And you guys have seen those gaps in, in the needs being met. And you've decided that there, you're going to help fill those gaps. How, I, tell us about the, your new ministry. Absolutely. So it just started out as a small project because of what we walked through, my husband and I. Um, And so we research uh, providers in our community that we served, um, Christian providers, and we contacted them. Hey, are you open to partnering with us? And from then we set up calls. They got to know us. Often they're saying, oh, my gosh, I did not know a door of hope existed. Yes, we want to partner with you. How can we serve the families, whether it be marriage, individual counseling, equine therapy, speech, OT, um, any of those services? And we were just blown away uh, by what the Lord was doing. Um, Right now, we have onboarded over 30 providers, um, and over 20 of our licensed foster homes um, are utilizing those services, whether it be marriage counseling, individual speech, um, and we are seeing um, that 
we can fill that gap. We can step in and meet that need, take care of the entire family so that they can serve the child that's been placed in their home. And equine therapy is one that you might not think of. I I have a special needs child. She's grown now, but when she went there, she would sit on the horse. She would not move. And they would just pet the horse. And so it was miraculous how God used that. What other kind of therapies? Are you looking for more? Do you need? Absolutely. (laughs) What do you need? Absolutely. So within A Door of Hope, we have around 200 uh, licensed foster home within the circuits that we serve. Um, So we need uh, providers from all of those circuits. And if God is tugging at your heart to serve foster family, connect with us. We want to partner with you to meet that need. That's great. That's great. Uh, Also, Sherry, I wanted to ask you about, uh, as director of licensing and everything, um, going through the process of becoming a foster parent can be intimidating. Walk us through what that looks like. Now, um, previously, it used to take quite a while lengthwise to be licensed. Now, um, we have streamlined that process, and we try to get families licensed within 100 days of the day that they start their foster parent training classes. Um, we have our support staff, our lic- we have an initializer team up. Each one serve a different circuit, and we work together as a team to support those families, uh, to get them licensed um, as soon as possible because the need is so great. Yeah, so it's, and it may be intimidating for some folks on many levels, but maybe not the least of which is, well, boy, they're going to be really looking at my life and my home with a microscope and all of this, and that kind of makes me uncomfortable. What do you say to that person who's thinking those things? Um, I say, take a step. Yeah. Walk by faith. Yeah. Um, a lot of times we get moms who are calling us and then um, they drag their husbands uh-huh. to say to mm-hmm. to a class, to an info session, just to find out what that journey looks like. Yes. And once we share the need, um, they come back and you're like, you know, God's placed this on our heart for a long time. Um, we were scared. We weren't sure. Life happens. Um, and then, you know, as we speak to them and the, the services that Shaley and I um, have implemented is not just for our licensed foster families. Uh, we have families who are in the initial process that are using these providers as well. Um, we want to wrap around anyone that's interested in fostering, even while they're going through the fostering process. That's an important point. Absolutely. That's huge. You need support from beginning to and Well, you always need support. There is no end. Absolutely. And we have initial families right now that are in therapy um, for, you know, marriage, individual, um, as they're walking through that journey. Even we, services for their kids. We've, we've had a, a family that their children needed, needed some help with something, and so we matched them with a provider. Right. Because we care about the whole family. Right. Yeah. At, from, yeah. from beginning to end. So just yesterday, we had a family whose kids experienced something that was pretty traumatic. 
And I reached out to them to talk to them about it. And they told me that their kids had a therapist that they had for two years, but she stopped taking their insurance. And so they couldn't afford to go to her. So I called the therapist and I said, hey, would you be willing to partner with us with this family? Um, I think that you are the person to walk them through what's what's going on right now. And she said, absolutely. And she was out there yesterday afternoon. It's not always that fast. Yes. But yeah, we we care about the entire family. So we care about people's marriages. We if, if you're in the licensing process or if you've been a foster parent for 10 years, we care about your biological kids. Yeah. We've matched yep. biological kids with therapists because I know as a mom who has biological kids, it can take a toll on them at times too. Sure. So how do you deal with that? As a, I mean, obviously you have support, which is what you're just talking about, but uh, first person experience as a foster mom, if you have biological kids uh, and they're struggling with all of this, how do you handle that? Mm-hmm. What do you do? So my husband and I early on started allowing our biological kids who have always been older to stay up a little bit longer than the younger kids because that gives us the opportunity to talk to them and whatever's going on in their worlds we have a quiet space to talk about that Um, therapy i'm of the belief that every human should have a therapist Uh, so some of my kids it's kind of trendy now (laughs) it is trendy Uh, but some of my kids have needed a therapist and there's no shame in that it's hard it's hard when you bring in messy into your life and but i fully believe that my biological kids are better people because of the experiences that they've had through foster care and they're seeing the love of jesus i want to highlight this again they're seeing what it looks like uh, to to love others in the name of jesus and to have the gospel front and center not just talking about it but living it absolutely Mm -hmm. absolutely and you often wonder what is my son going to be like when they grow up what type of father are they going to be like when you foster you have an opportunity to see that i remember we had twins placed in our home and they were up every four hours had to have a feeding and my son at the time my my youngest um you know he saw that and i was so tired one night and i woke up at around four and he had already made the bottles and he had both of them and he was feeding both of them and i'm like this young man is gonna be an exceptional father he is so loving my oldest um you know there's just moments where you just need a minute to exhale right because there's a lot going on they would like come on and they would take the kids in the backyard and play and so you get an opportunity when you foster to see your kids you know and to see the dads that they're going to be the young men they're going to be so that has been a beautiful piece of it as well wow that's wonderful growing to be more like jesus we know romans 8 28 all things work together for the good of those who love god for those who are called according to his purpose then romans 8 29 is very clear that we are you know, God's goal for us is to be conformed to the image of Christ. Well, how in the world is that going to happen? Well, it's going to happen as you follow Jesus and you're placed in situations that will challenge you. And Cherry, I know you're all about the challenge because remember, it's not about you. Thanks for listening to Curtin Cape Morning's podcast. Please take a minute to follow, subscribe, and review us. And no matter where in the world you are, you can listen to us live from 6 to 9 a.m. weekdays on the Moody Radio app.